Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen, where humanness meets spirituality. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? Join in the conversation with Kristen Ace and her fascinating guests to share the light, laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey everybody, this is Kristen of Good Vibrations with Kristen, so welcome. Just a reminder that you can find me on Facebook at Good Vibrations with Kristen, and I also have a website, uh, kristenace.com, and when you go onto that website, you can reach out to me via email if you like, because you can hire me to come and do storytelling and healing, either for a group or for a small audience or however you choose it, and I will, you know, make the storytelling time in and around the topics that you wish to focus on. So anyway, uh, today I have an amazing guest. I want you to know that I found her because my co-producer, Green Diva Lynn, kind picked up something of, of hers and reposted it. And because Green Diva Lynn and I are friends on Facebook, of course, I it was in my feed. <clears throat> and I just, you know, typically read the first whatever, sentence or two of what people write, and I found myself unable to stop reading and reading and reading and reading this incredibly beautiful, profound, soul-nourishing post from this woman. And so I immediately went onto her Facebook page and uh, became a follower. And now I get to read um, the beautiful words that she puts forth on a daily basis. And it's always, for me, something that brings me... Uh, peace and reverence. And one of the things that she wrote about was soothing your inner child, which is what we're going to talk about today. And so I'm going to introduce my amazing guest, Carolyn Riker. Are you there, Carolyn? Hi there. I'm here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. I feel like I feel like I actually know you intimately and that you and I have had coffee, you know, on and off for years now just from reading your amazing words. So I'm so thrilled that you're actually on my show. <laughs> I'm honored. I am so positively honored. And just to have that connection between a writer and a reader gives me the best feeling ever. It, it, it's actually an osmosis to me. Oh, it goes yay. back and forth. Right. Well, one of the things that, that th- actually it was this particular topic, the soothing of the inner child, that made me reach out to you at the the beginning of the summer and say, please, Mm -hmm. this is such an important um, topic for people to explore and open up to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, I just want to know for you, what started you writing? I have a poem here that you wrote um, that is profound. And what prompted you to write the poem, Nothing Could Take Her From Her Daydreams? Did you have an experience that that brought had, forth? That particular one was in my mind for days, actually weeks. And I kept pushing it away, going, no, not now. Honey, not now. <laughs> I've, I've got to deal with my own family and my cat and, and whatever, life. And I kept telling her, shh, shh. And then finally one night when I wrote it, I was staring outside and I was watching the apple tree. Mm-hmm. and one thing led to another and I just was starting to scribble notes and I was leaving sticky notes all over and then I gathered them all 
and out she came. Mm. And I met her, and I was just chatting with her. And I can't keep her quiet because she has so much to share. And I think we all have that inside of us, that inner child inside of us that just has to come out. Yes. Yes. And that inner child has wisdom. Yes, because they have a um, perspective that is free of cynicism. And even though they may have felt pain, they're still mm-hmm. more open to the divine than you become as you get older in life. That's my experience anyway. That the, I agree. I the, agree. Yeah. The more we experience life, it's harder to remember that divinity, whereas kids, children... It's, it's just there for them. There's no veil for them. There is... It, it, I, I'm trying even to find a word for it. There's no even racism. Right. They see another child that falls regardless of the color. Mm-hmm. That's right. They bend down and say, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And, so, and then when I can tap into that, so for me, it's a little girl. It would be a different pronoun for somebody else. Right. Right. They can tap into it and go, oh, I'm there for you. Tell me. Tell me what you need to share. What, As I'm aging, please share it with me. What is clear? What is beautiful? What is kind? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Right. Well, I also think, for me at least, when I first began a dialogue with my inner child, there was a lot of pain there and a lot of mm-hmm. confusion for her as mm-hmm. to why certain things happened. And... And how come she wasn't really protected? And I, you know, and I, that was, for me, as an adult, that was painful to hear her speak of those things and ask me those questions and feel so um, small, so small and vulnerable and having been put in situations that were dangerous for her. <clears throat> that, that's, that's really, really, that's, that's profound because that young child was not protected. Right. She wasn't witnessed in a caring, safe environment. And that happens so, so much. Right. And there's nobody there for them. And so as an adult now, we can go back and say, hey, I'm here for you. Exactly. How can I help you heal? Well, and I think, again, for me, I didn't feel like I could fully transmute the pain of my life until I went back and had those conversations with her. And I, I actually started that with uh, doing some work with Janet Connor on Lotus and the Lily, which is a, a book that I adore and I adore Janet. And that got me started into the conversations with my, my small self. But mm. just for me, I needed a lot of quiet time when that was happening. You know, I had to go off into a, a sacred space and mm-hmm. really feel what I had felt as a child, and then begin that dialogue. And for me, that was a really, um, that was kind of, for me, it was a painful time. It's, it is a painful time, and I, I've been, I've gone through that. It is a very difficult, painful time, and it has to feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, um, and, and, and safety, mm-hmm. maybe you can share with, with everyone some of the ways that you find safety when you start that dialogue. Well, let's see. It's kind of a, it's, it's a meditation, mm-hmm. but it's not your typical sitting on a cushion oming. It's more of a, a reflection, and, and it's difficult at first to figure out how to stand outside of me and look at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a separation 
because if I go too far in and I become her, then the fear or the sadness or the anger or the anguish or the rage or the terror, mm-hmm. it's, hard to, to, it's hard to pull back out. Yeah, you can't separate from it. Yes. So it, it's really practice of saying, I'm the adult and yeah. I'm going to be kind and I'm going to meet her. Right. And how can I help her? How can I coax her out from under the bed? Mm. How can I help her um, from feeling trapped because she's in her bedroom again, because she's wrong, bad, in trouble? How can I comfort her when she knows so much is going on and she sees so much? How can I protect her? How mm-hmm. can I say, this is okay now. This is safe. Right. Let me be with you. Let me hold your hand. And that's where a lot of the writing comes from, when I'm writing about the inner child, how to soothe her, how to protect her when she didn't feel protected. Right, and I also feel that even children who come from deeply loving homes don't always understand a quick sharp remark from a tired parent or somebody mm-hmm. who's overwhelmed. I mean, it it doesn't have to just be about abuse or Absolutely. it's just it's broad. Right, because children are so open and in life that everything affects them. And they don't understand why is there sadness? Why is there racism? Why is there poverty? Because shouldn't we all mm-hmm. just be free and happy? Or they're hearing the voice of the adult saying racist things. And they're confused. They're conflicted because they feel that doesn't feel right, but why doesn't it feel right? Exactly. Exactly. I know when I – it's funny because you say coast out of the bed. When I started my dialogue, my my little self was just like, wow. She was jumping up and down and jumped into my arms and just talking to my little minute. And she was like (laughs) – but then as we we calmed down, as I watched her do her cartwheels because she was so vibrant. But when I got to, you know, how are you? There's things that are haunting you because they're haunting me. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. And then the seriousness and the profound insights that she had to her fears and the things that happened to her. Um, And I love that you say that we need to separate ourselves from that because I can't tell her you're safe. I've got got you. I'm going to hold on to you forever now, and that's never going to happen again if I'm in the middle of it crying with her going, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And there's there's places for the crying piece. Right. That also has to be in a container of safety. Right. And you may need a witness upon a witness. To be with. Tell me what that means. A witness I, upon I would a witness. Say a witness upon a witness would be like if you're in a therapeutic setting. Okay. All right. And you want to go back and visit. You have somebody on the outside of you while you go back farther with your inner child. So you have the adult, therapeutic, safe, respectful relationship. And then you can have that moment of breaking down. Because mm. I think crying is so, 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 so healing. Oh, it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's shamed a lot in this society. Oh, my gosh, get over it. It didn't happen. It's no big deal. Mm. Move on. You know, those little, little phrases of wiping it away is damaging. And children are sensitive. Right. And 
sensitive children often grow into sensitive adults or even more sensitive adults because they never heard their inner child or never was respected. That's right. And this can be for anybody. This doesn't have to be, as you said, which was so poignantly said. It doesn't have to be abuse. It could be somebody who's been ignored and they have an imagination that is incredible and the parents are extremely logical or ignorant. Right. And they're like, oh, my gosh, get over yourself. <laughs> Why are you talking to butterflies and dandelions? They right. are just weeds. Right. Get, move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's important. I, I'll tell you that it is important to validate that child and reach out to that child and connect with that child. Because later in life, at least for me, things come up over and over again that if I haven't had that connection and that healing and that transmutation, I'm going to have feelings that I don't understand that are going to overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. I recently had to go to uh, my daughter's school and advocate for her in a, in a very profound way. And all of the stuff around that, my husband and I are gathering information, we're gathering up documents, we're doing all of the stuff, we're, we're strategizing, we're planning to, um, to help this particular institution see her in her entirety as opposed to the sliver that they've decided she is. And for me, it brought up all of it. Oh, my God, nobody was ever there for me. Nobody advocated for me. <laughs> but then I remember that I've already had that dialogue. And, and actually, my there are several iterations of myself who, who were in places of harm and, and – and pain, and they all come around me now and hold me as I go to do for my daughter what was never done for them. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was your witness. That's right. And I can't do that if I don't have those conversations with mm-hmm. those parts of myself first. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. The processes that we go through do start often in childhood. And if we don't clear them, we're going to repeat them. Exactly. We're going to have these, I hate to say it, opportunities, but we are. We're going to have these opportunities revisit our life over and over and over again until we can resolve them, come well, to terms with them. It's not even, say, this like miraculous forgiveness thing. It's a, a almost a, okay, this has happened. This is what happened. And, and walking through it again and then coming out clear, and then you had a perfect, 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 beautiful opportunity to be the advocate for your daughter. Right. I love that you say that opportunity. I think that that, if people could look at these experiences that come at them as opportunities for growth and transmuting and healing, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't maybe feel so devastating or overwhelming. Like I needed to check in with myself Mm -hmm. consistently through the whole week that we prepared deep meditations, I'm good, I'm okay, this isn't happening to me, I'm going to break a cycle, I'm, uh, I'm going to be there for my child, but again, this is not happening to me, and we are a team, me and my, and my chicks, we're all a team. <laughs> you know? That's really, that's really powerful, and then, and, then, and then sharing that piece, this is not happening to me, that's touching back into reality. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is where I am. There's a wall. There's a ceiling. There's a floor. That's right. I am now being, I am gathering data to 
to show the whole picture of my daughter, and I am going to go in. I'm scared to death, but I'm going to go in. Exactly. And I'm going to stand up for my child. I, I've done it for my both my children. Um, the whole bullying issue comes up almost <sighs> every yes. single year. And I remember distinctly when my son was in third grade, and, and the teacher <laughs> suggested he go to the peace table to have a peace talk with the bully. Oh, is it unbelievable that they do that crap? And I just said, oh, dear God in heaven, we are going to have a chat. <laughs> and that woman just did not, she didn't, she did not, oh, she did not know what was going on. I mean, I know there was a double negative in there, but I had to. And then I went to the principal. This is not peace. This is torture. Yes. Yes. And you know what? It's so funny that you say she did not know what was going on. She probably had no idea who she was talking with when she started that peace table conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have this persona, you know, kind of like the girl next door thing. But then when I get going, it's whoop. a yeah, it's a. Whoop. I know it because I I read you. I know mm-hmm. there's a fierceness there that mm-hmm. is profound. It's, it's fierce. It's tender. It's not right. Well, and it's, then boom. It's interesting I, that you talk about that peace table because. Um, my son was made in, in fourth grade to shake the hand of his bully. Oh, and, dear. Oh, no. I went after that principle like there was mm-hmm. no tomorrow. And I did mm-hmm. say to him, I, I'm, I'm very clear. I said, you make my son shake hands with his bully one more time, and I will be down here with a police squad, and I will have your ass arrested. And then I'm going to go to every newspaper in the country and talk about your barbaric practices mm-hmm. of approving mm-hmm. of a bully's behavior. Mm-hmm. And again, he was like, what went wrong? What, what, what went wrong with our they conversation? Don't, they don't see it. And right. It's generational, too. I think yeah. it gets passed down. I mean, I, I was bullied in, in middle school, mm-hmm. really bullied by me a too. group of girls who attacked me. Yeah. And... Um, I was afraid to go to school. I was sick to my stomach. I had headaches. I was held by knife point. It just went on and on and on. And I was told by the PE teacher that I was prejudiced, and it never happened. Oh, Carolyn, and I'm I so sorry. And I going, okay, okay, this is not happening. This is not happening. But it was. Right. And it took, it took months later. And my, my one tidbit here would be if a child is being bullied and they're older, find an adult, one, one teacher. Just someone who's going to advocate for you. That's right. And I did. I found my French-Spanish teacher who advocated for me, and I adored her. I looked up to her. I studied her for two months before I even told her. And when I told her, she burst into tears, Mm. and she held my hand and walked me down to the principal's office and told the whole story for me, because by then I wasn't really in the shape of talking. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was barely in the shape of talking, and things started to... To clear and the girls, that whole group got expelled. Wow. But, um. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take your story and I'm going to add that into my story. And I'm going to rewrite my story a little bit because I never had that experience. I was bullied for six solid years mm. and uh, threatened. My life was threatened all the time. Um, and they had, all the administrative in both schools just walked away. And. Ah. And so what I'm going to take from what you were able to achieve in your young childhood, I'm going to take that story and add it in and teach it to my younger selves and say, this can happen. And so mm-hmm. we're going to carry that new seed with us. We, oh, yes, indeed. 
see, we're, now this is what we're doing right now is we're dreaming. We're dreaming together and our dreams are connecting. Yeah, yeah. And that is just mind-boggling to me. <laughs> well, that's how we can start those communications with ourselves, mm-hmm. with our younger selves, and, and really say, oh, somebody else shared something. Let me share it with you. And let's see how we, can we wear mm-hmm. that for a while and see if we can rewrite things a little bit for ourselves and know that we're safe. In our vulnerability, we gain trust. That's right. I share a story, you share a story, you share a story, I share a story, and we build upon each other. And then it collides in a good way. Uh. And then there's healing. There's even more healing. I just, I find it, and when I say opportunity, I don't mean it in a glossy rainbow fart kind of a way. No. (laughs) It's an experience. I just don't, I don't want people to think it's all, woo, happy, happy. It's not. Life sucks. <laughs> it's challenging for sure. There, there's a lot of opportunity not, in life. It's not an easy path. There's nothing linear about this. Well, I'm actually kind of grateful for that because I think if it were linear, I might get bored. My soul might get bored. Oh, my soul would be so, so bored. I've done linear. I can't do it anymore. Right. I can't be in a box. It really hurts my head. Right. <laughs> yes, it hurts my head too. And that's why every time these things come forward, I go, okay, now remember, we signed up for this. This was going to be interesting. This was going to be fun. Now we have to remember the fun parts of this. And that is the thing that happened at this school is as fierce as I was, I also told them profoundly how deeply saddened I was, how they failed Mm. me Mm. as a parent to have failed my daughter so profoundly. And in that moment, literally everyone at the table stopped breathing. And the headmaster said, we're going to change that. Good. Oh, I'm so, so, so happy for you. I'm so proud of them. just, I'm thrilled because you spoke out. That one voice spoke out, which spoke to everybody in that room. Right. And every child in that room inside them, the inner child, was spoken to and heard. Right. That's how I felt. I really felt like that, all of the the papers and all of the, you know, stories about her and all the things and also all the anger because there was a lot of anger running around that room, a lot mm-hmm. of accusations on both parts. But when that sentence got put out there... Everything shifted. Mm, so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But again, I could not have done that if I was still carrying with me this child who had been so badly abused and cheated. Because mm-hmm. I would have been, I wouldn't have been able to have that fierce um, and clear thought. But I also mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to say, "You have broken my heart." by what you've done, mm-hmm. not only to my child, but to us as a family. Because mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't have been able to tell them how, how profoundly sad I was through all of this. Because I, I wouldn't have felt safe. But because, no. because we've had that dialogue with our inner child, and that child knows it's okay. I'm here with you. I love you. You can feel everything that you feel, and I'm going to be here. That right. peace can get out yeah. and know that it's going to be cared for. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That, that gives me goosebumps. What can I say? It just gives me goosebumps because I can see the child standing next to you. Your inner child's right there. Well, And she gave you courage and you gave her courage. Well, you, you, and you don't know this, but you started this ball rolling for me this summer, the beginning of the summer when I read your piece, which I'm going to publish in my blog. Oh, I don't have oh. time to read it right now because we have to wrap up, but I, mm-hmm. I just want to say a deep 
and profound thank you to you for all of the incredible words that come from you that touch my soul so deeply and show me that out there in the world, somebody I'm just meeting on Facebook can be part of my vibration and help me transmute even deeper with her gift. And that's you. I am so honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, again, I think it's a two-way street. We give and take, give and take. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Well, I thank you so much for coming on today. And my gosh, I feel like we could talk forever. So I would love for you to come back. <laughs> oh, I would be honored. Thank you so much. I want everyone to know that they can reach you on Facebook. And I'm going to put your Facebook page on my blog. And you also have a WordPress blog. And yeah. I'll also post that for everybody. And I am going to encourage my audience to find you because they will be so happy. <laughs> Oh, that would be wonderful. I welcome all of them and just gather them all up. Well, thank you, Carolyn, and um, I I will be in touch with you. So I thank you again for coming on to the show. It's been a deep, deep pleasure and a deep honor. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm almost so um, emotional that I I can't – I want to just – Pull myself together. I have a little teeny bit of a song that I want to sing to you that as I was preparing for Carolyn to be my guest and as I was also preparing for this um, conference with my daughter's school, I flipped on my iPod and and a song came up that I haven't heard in a long time. It's on my iPod, but it's by Hootie and the Blowfish and it's called Hold My Hand and I went, oh, that's it. So I'm thinking that maybe there are some of you out there who don't know how to start that dialogue with your inner child. And this, I think, will help you. So, with a little love and some tenderness, we'll walk upon the water, we'll rise above the mess, with a little peace and some harmony. We'll take the world together, we'll take them by the hand, cause I got a hand for you, mm-hmm, I want to run with you, hold my hand, cause I want to love you the best that, the best that I can, Sing that song to your inner child just to get it started, guys. And while you're holding your inner child's hand and I'm holding my inner child's hand, just know that we both are going to be holding all of your hands. And I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website, at goodvibrationswithkristen.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.